0: 16 of Bad Friends Worst Critics where we talk about movies, video games, TV, whatever we really want to talk about in the week. I'm Noah Davis joined by John Pena and Lane Wellman. We'll get into the news real quick. Oh, okay. Alright. No, that's fine. <laughs> Nothing making to that A pattern of Nothing an actual intro. That's, that's nice. Alright. We'll actually start off with some music news today. Um, Whoa!
1: You, know, I like you to can't change, change the, the, the paradigm. paradigm. paradigm.
0: I change uh, it up all the time. Uh, Taylor Swift has announced she re-recorded her second studio album, Fearless, with some unreleased songs totaling 26 tracks. <clears throat> Lane, is who, put this, who put this? Who put this?
2: Wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I'm super pumped. She's dropping Love Story tonight at midnight. As uh, a... what
1: songs were on Fearless? Which, uh...
2: Love Story. Um...
1: That's the one everyone knows. Which one's Love Star? Romeo say yes, I don't want to be alone.
2: You belong with Amelia. It's another one.
0: Oh, yeah. I do want
1: to
3: Yeah. Okay. That's uh, pretty much it. When cheap. is that supposed to come
2: out? Uh, I don't know. It's. I think pre-orders start tonight as well, but I don't know what the release date is. You're
1: going to pre-order her re-recorded songs to. you can Yeah, get I to buy it on vinyl. For free I want to buy it on vinyl. On...
2: <laughs> she's <clears throat> i'm curious if she's, she's gonna do, do, do like weird. uh so oh, it
1: has hey steven on it that one's really good
2: what was there was like a pop duo recently that re-released one of their songs but they called it like the explicit version i can't remember who that, it was like ally and aj maybe or, or is that a fucking tv oh, show yeah yeah yeah.
1: no Allie and aj Allie yeah, and like aj the is the band from disney yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. so they like re-released one of their songs yeah ally and aj um but did like an explicit version taylor swift called she's calling it fearless Taylor's version. So I'm wondering if she's gonna like make it explicit. I don't really know what that means.
1: So it's, is gonna, she gonna... it's gonna be less from the perspective of 16 year old her and more about 31 year old her. Probably, yeah, 30, whatever the fuck, year old so her.
0: If you're gonna re record this in 15 years, it's gonna have like Taylor's next version or whatever.
2: Maybe. And I'll buy it then too.
0: Okay, just re pre order <laughs> all that. Yeah. Okay, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know who this is, but I presume this is some sad news. Oh, you uh, don't know fucking...
1: I don't know who this is, Lane. Uh, yeah, we both read this I and we went, the name. huh? You
2: don't, neither of you, okay, Chick Corea died, that's the fucking news. You guys don't know who Chick Corea is? Well,
1: I tried to avoid death. I googled through, him you know? and I was like, <clears> I think <throat> he's been in some music documentaries that I've watched, but... No, I'm it's sorry big, that I don't uh, know, random jazz pianist. Like...
2: Yeah, he's... Hold on Hunter just found out that Chikorita died. Sorry, Hunter. Um, Chikorita <clears throat> <throat> was. That. This
1: is why I also hate death news. I hate when yeah, my... someone I, I, I tells me bored. something like that.
2: <laughs> Chikorita is important because he kind of was one of the first guys to start like the fusion genre, and his was like Latin American music with like rock. Um, so it kind of started with Korea and his posse. Uh, but yeah, he's like definitely a legend in the music world. But I thought at least you guys would know who he is. <laughs> but at least Hunter and I can agree together.
0: Yeah, that's we'll fun. get Hunter on the show next week to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> part of the
1: news yeah, when he's when he's done when he's done mourning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, that's about all the music we have. We have a little bit of tech news, or I guess tech news. I don't even really know. Uh, Tesla has made it official or like laid out the plans because i don't think they have purchased them yet that they're buying 1.5 billion dollars in bitcoin and plan to use it as a payment in the future
1: what's Um, their wi-fi called that they're Starlink. starlink yeah yeah and that also i believe is gonna be payable with uh bitcoin or whatever in certain areas
0: i can't wait for that uh conversion rate like two bitcoin two bitcoin a car you know, three Bitcoin a
1: car. I think that's it's gonna the be like plan one Bitcoin anymore. a car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, by the time because it's, like, it's, it's like it's like forty thousand, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's around forty thousand now.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a forty-eight thousand right now.
0: I, you know, that's cool. I guess Bitcoin's
1: it's, it's gonna be playing. like 4, seven five Bitcoin for a Tesla. <laughs> What
0: I mean, that'd be really cool to see Bitcoin at other uh, stores or any sort of marketplace at all. Would it be? So. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Decentralized money, man. Gold standard is not with, real. Nothing's real. I'm fine,
1: I'm fine with decentralizing money. But then, which crypto do you choose, or do you just choose any of them?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? I like, And if Bitcoin becomes a standard, even though there's no real standard or backing behind it, there's like a, there's a finite number of bitcoins, and that's why the mining of them gets increasingly harder, and so at some point all the bitcoins ever will be out in space, and then the price will be fixed. Okay. <laughs> so
0: we just okay we just need to skip to when a company comes out with credits, and we just have credits tied to your ID and all that. Can't wait features. to talk about credits Yeah, Dark is gonna <laughs> be great <laughs> You just like scan <clears> your hand <throat> or something Boom, bada, we got credits Maybe
1: that's what it is, maybe it's not a Coruscant True Detective TV show Maybe oh. we move to Neo Soul And we just live out a True Detective <laughs> fucking Coruscant
0: That's how that works um, yep. Yeah, you know, you give me that brochure I'll check it out you know? <laughs> Okay, now On to the movie, and TV news Gina Carano has been fired by Lucasfilm this is after months of controversial (laughs) tweets and uh, you know expressing some of her views on the internet Uh, but apparently this last one was a kicker (laughs) when she compared being a modern day Republican to being Jewish in Nazi Germany she has now deleted that tweet, so I don't know the exact wording, but uh, that's what every article would have me believe.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I tried to find the tweet too, but I couldn't find it on any. Not so even like, I mean, pictures it? of the tweet? I couldn't find pictures. I mean, I didn't look that hard, yeah, but I couldn't find any pictures of it.
0: Yeah, I saw three different sites posted about it. I don't find any. <sighs> they did have screenshots of her anti masking, anti vaxxing uh, tweets
2: i <laughs> there, there are a lot of people that are like what she said is like it's a stupid thing to say but it's like i don't know like people are sympathizing with her and i was like when I, first all, i just i just can't i first all, i just hate republicans so it's like she totally deserved it <laughs> so but yeah, that's just a stupid such a stupid and incorrect thing to compare like your party affiliation to being yeah. a person who was right. like to, to an ethnicity? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and how so about I... one that
1: was actually persecuted and had millions of murders. No, no, no John.
0: Against John them. John, you see there are rich Republicans, so they're being persecuted. <laughs> okay? Right. Like, right. They're Republicans that own businesses. So Like it was it wasn't
1: just distasteful. It was like I would have been more cool if she was a holocaust denier, and that was the truth. <laughs> but I instead, out. she tried Weird. to do some kind Weird. of comparative fl- plight of, like... Like, it's like what some Republicans do about, like, uh... Oh, man, like, have you ever been to San Francisco or Chicago? They're terrible places. And it's like... I mean, the homeless rate is bad. Like, the murder rates are bad. But, like, you can't compare that to, like, people literally dying of thirst a literal civil war that happened in Sudan in the same time, it was like 2014, South Sudan like seceded, literally millions of people dying from murder or famine, like, yeah, homelessness is bad, we should fix that, but the homeless people, like we're blaming homeless people and here she's like, I don't even know what she's complaining about, like, she's you just, just comparing her <laughs> life to the life of a Jew in Nazi Germany yeah, and saying she it. has it worse. I'm like, bitch, you're 39, you're white, you're from fucking Texas. Like, nothing about your life could be that bad relative to a fucking Jew during Nazi Germany.
0: She's just afraid for the state of this country as well. Right.
2: This is, uh, Uh, you know, moral of the story, this is a dub for sure. I'm glad this happened.
0: Well, this this is two months after we talked about uh, her getting her own Star Wars show. Uh, I guess that's...
2: Oh, I forgot uh, about get that.
0: Some rewrites. I bet you a few rewrites here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just uh, <laughs> a so
1: recasting. Just find some other fucking former I, MMA bulk just, woman.
0: I don't know. Recastings barely, I feel like, don't even happen anymore.
1: They other shouldn't. Than, I'm happy that, that, that
0: they, they don't. don't. Uh. Yeah, I guess we'll see how that show turns out. Rangers of the Old Republic. I think that's what that was called. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. guess we'll see how that goes without her. Hunter said shared trauma, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Alright, next piece of news before I yes, get mad.
0: Okay, uh, you know, I know how much you love the Transformers franchise, guys. Well, Transformers mm-hmm. 6 is going to introduce Beast Wars characters and try to tie in Bumblebee with the past entries into the series. Which... And so,
1: I know we all know this, uh, because we're all experts on Transformers U, uh, but Beast Wars, uh, for the yeah. audience who doesn't know, uh, if so, you want to take that away. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: Beast Wars is an old animated series. I think it was late 90s, early 2000s, uh, back when CG animation was trying to get big. And it looks awful, but it did introduce characters such as um, Optimus Primate and uh, Scorponok, but he's just a scorpion. There's just <laughs> he's just like, nothing to it. He just happens to be a scorpion this time. Uh, Jet Screams, or Star Screams, uh, Pterodactyl. It's just some really cool characters and see that in live action. I'm, I don't know. Robot Gorilla, you know, I'm kind of in. Um, F- or episode 5. Transformers Five was just so bad though, that I'll, uh, you know, I'll have my expectations. Which one was
1: the last one Shia LaBeouf was in? That was three. Yeah, that's the last one I saw.
0: Mark Wahlberg was in four and five. C four introduced uh, Grimlock and Dinobots, and it was
2: really bad. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even know that the Mark Wahlberg one got a sequel. Yeah, five. I've been way out. So oh, yeah, I, I remember uh, four. <clears throat> I guess was the lesson remember. I'll catch you
0: up on how uh, Transformers Five opens up. It reveals that King Arthur King Arthur actually had help from Cybertronians to uh kill dinosaur or to kill dragons because dragons are actually Decepticons. Okay. Yeah. Oh and Mark Wahlberg is related to King Arthur. I think that's how that movie goes.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: Anthony, Anthony <laughs> Hopkins tells him that.
2: Okay. <laughs> You're just yep. selling me. I'm going to watch it right, right after this.
0: <laughs> you know, it's so good. It's it's only two hours and like 36 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, It's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Long time. But you know what? This one's not going to be directed by Michael Bay. So I'm actually, um, you know what? I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm going to argue.
2: Yeah, I'll probably watch
0: it. All right. <clears throat> uh, apparently we are getting a Wizard of Oz reboot courtesy of Nicole Castle, who directed multiple episodes of The Watchmen Show and was apparently a creative force behind the show. Um, they said the only details they gave about this is that it's going to be a new direction, which that literally means anything. I'm not sure how you reboot Wizard of Oz without, without just stealing the idea completely. Maybe,
1: maybe it's going to be like the, what was it, Maleficent? Mm. kind yeah, of thing yeah. where they do like yeah. dark twist or from not Ooh, you know yeah, like a what's her Wicked name's Wicked Wicked perspective? East, pretty cool movie yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: or west we can go the west, west. Uh, <laughs> the east baby did the I east mean, one there, there was someone got killed
1: there, there east is dead i believe East got killed by the house
0: did the no- did the witch shame. of the north just like pin dorothy for that you know like dorothy's the scapegoat she just crushed the witch with the house it was just like, yeah, it was this girl and her tornado, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't, you know. I'm just uh, maybe that's gonna be the twist in the new movie. And speaking of, um, Lil Yachty. Oh, <laughs> you know? great segue! Okay. That was a great segue. I know. Speaking of Lil Yachty, he is set to star and produce a, quote unquote, a live action hip hop heist comedy film based on the UNO card game.
3: Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it only hip-hop because he's in it? Or is there, like, a heavy hip-hop element?
0: That is the quote they gave. (laughs) I don't know any more than that.
1: And how do you heist UNO cards? Or are the UNO cards doing the heist? Is he an UNO card?
0: Well, live action So maybe he has the help of UNO cards. Maybe he... He's Gambit with steal. the
1: dumb powers. Ooh, there we go. He yeah. has to
0: steal the first edition Uno cards from John Uno. And <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be him. Yoko Uno. Yeah, it's gonna be him, it's gonna be Jonah Hill, Kevin Hart. There's gonna be a whole ensemble. It's gonna be <laughs> It's
1: just the hangover. No wasn't there a movie called like The Heist with Kevin Hart?
0: There was um What was that one? Money heist. That was the Brett Ratner. Bank heist.
1: Bank heist. Bank
0: heist. That was Ben Stiller though. Was
1: that? Maybe it was money heist. Money heist. Money heist.
0: I don't know what I'm thinking of now. You've got me confused.
2: I didn't know that Kevin Hart was in a heist movie. Mm. I Thought he was just a probably a funny cop ride-along movie guy.
0: What was that movie called? Cop Out? Or was that the Tracy Morgan one?
2: I think it was literally called Rival, Maybe Along, he, maybe wasn't, he
1: it? wasn't. Maybe I'm just wrong. What was like a 2016-2017 heist movie? Comedy.
0: <laughs> Very specific. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <clears <clears <throat> kind of Tower okay. Heist. That was a Ben Tower Stiller movie. Heist. There we go. Yeah, that was Brett Ratner and Ben Stiller. A classic of the ages. I'm hmm. Joking. Don't watch that movie. It's, just, it's not worth your time. Alright, well, while you find that out, John, I'll talk about how Keanu Reeves has been offered the lead role in Craven the Hunter, which will be Sony's origin movie about Spider Man's Bill and Craven. Um, that's going to be in the S- Sony Spider Verse. I forgot what they called it. Uh, the Sony Marvel Universe.
1: Um, now he's not excited. Like he's not accepted it. Rather, not excited. He's no. not accepted it. Right. He's it's just, just offer
0: just casting. Yeah, just casting rumor, pretty much. Um, kind of old for a leading man, really. I'm gonna say it because <clears throat> I mean, there's no way they can have like four Cravens. If the man's sixty-five or sixty by the time it happens.
3: Mm,
1: yeah.
0: um, although Hollywood does tend to age you better, or you age better in Hollywood with money. Well, I mean,
1: could, they could. Just cast him as like the you know third act Craven, and just do like an actual childhood, and an actual like twenty yeah. something, and then they could, but they he won't. turns into Keanu. Yeah, they could. At the end, <laughs> <laughs> <Good.
0: clears throat> I just don't see them. They're gonna have Keanu's face everywhere. Him and Cheetah print, you know, they work for Cyberpunk. They can work for Craven. <laughs> okay, uh. Speaking of the Borderlands movie, there's actually another casting announcement for this. Uh, the first one being Jamie Lee Curtis is to play Dr. Tannis, a recurring character in most entries of the Borderlands series. But then today it broke out that Jack Black would be providing the voice of Claptrap. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's that's um. <laughs> this movie's gonna be something, all right. It's gonna be something, whether that's a garbage pile or
2: I don't think it's fun. Good. Yeah, I, I don't. I just can't picture myself ever saying in the same sentence, Borderlands movie and good, but yeah, like f- fun. I think that might be a fine word. Like it was fun. It wasn't very good, but you know.
0: <sighs> well, I'm hoping it's more of a. Uh... Deadpool 1 watchability kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Just bam boom boom boom, Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing. But I just no, I don't have any faith in this. Have they I'm mentioned gonna watch it.
2: a rating yet? Cuz if it's not rated R, I think it would
0: be... I think it's rated R. Okay. It's Eli Roth, he's a horror director. All right. So I would hope so. They would be uh messing up. I'd say yeah, if, if it there's was a funny. PG-13. Yeah. I think they have learned their lessons for the most part. Although you. Venom was PG-13 and made Buku bucks, so who knows, really? It could be PG-13. I just know... Or, sorry, I just want to see the color palette. How are they going to deal with converting cell shaded vibrant colors to live action? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the CW has announced a Powerpuff Girls TV show. The show will take place post-Powerpuff Girls, when they are high schoolers, I believe that's... It's either high schoolers or college kids. And they're dealing with superpowers. This feels a little late. Is that just me?
1: I uh, feel like... No, what's does. that one found footage? Shaky Cam one? Chronicle. Yeah. Cloverfield. Mm, might be Chronicle. About superpowers. Chronicle. <clears throat> yeah. Chronicle. If they do it in that style, I'll be happy about it. But, uh, it's CW. Yeah. Well, well, no, like, like, like dark and edgy and like real, Uh, real things to be leveraged, real loss, real catastrophe. But it's Powerpuff Girls, so no, it'll be be Riverdale
0: levels of writing. You know, the epitome. Don't talk
1: about the greatest show of all time, okay?
0: (laughs) The epitome of well written character drama, Riverdale. Okay. It's actually,
1: (laughs) I knew it before the clip you sent me. But that was like the epitome of bad, fucking writing. But That's Riverdale so is literally the worst show I've ever watched. <laughs> the worst, um, for a so myriad of reasons. No, no, the no. Bottom five, gun There might be, there might be more poorly made things. There might be lower budgeted things. But the budget and the way that people are actually interested in it, some weird way, like there's yeah. like. It's somehow still selling and it's, it's as different. egregiously bad as it is. Like it's, it's just, just horny
0: teen girls. It's like what's I mean, you know.
1: But the team have that bad of writing?
0: Probably. It was M T V
1: original. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I always hear people defend the one hundred and I just I can't take it seriously just because CW. I, I wish I could. Uh, you know. <laughs> they've set such a bar, such a low bar for things that I'm convinced people only like it because, you know, it's the only good thing CW has put out in 10 years. Okay, uh, this is to do with the recent, well, not the recent, I guess, Uh, the Fox acquisition, sorry, the Fox acquisition of, no, the Disney acquisition of Fox, okay, Uh, they are shutting down Blue Sky Studios. The people who brought us Ice Age and Correct. the Rio movies—I'm not sure—I didn't care for them, but whatever. You know, they were not that good. Well, you know, they put in the work and the time. Um, yeah, they're shut down. Disney said GTFO. Uh, apparently, they're gonna work with employees to get them internal jobs and whatnot. But it's canceling a movie called Nimona that was in the works. I guess we'll never see it. Uh, Disney might do something with that but I, I guess this was kind of expected for Disney to just close down some shops you know save some money off the overhead but it just kind of uh, that
1: seems weird <laughs> like a weird division to shut down because that's a that's huge a revenue generator
0: I, was, uh, I mean you would think they could give them an animated idea or something and just say hey run with it mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, I would think the Disney vault has plenty to choose from Uh, whether it be IPs or new ideas
1: yeah that's sad yeah
0: Uh, speaking of animation boom that's how that segue worked (laughs) Dan Harmon is developing an animated comedy for Fox about ancient Greece Uh, the synopsis is a flawed family of humans gods and monsters that try to run one of the world's first cities without killing each other
1: is it TVMA rated It's Fox. So,
0: uh, I mean, it just depends on the time slot. If it's primetime Fox, then it's probably just going to be, you know, Family Guy. But if it's, you know, 10 o'clock Fox, it might be Rick and (laughs) Morton. Who knows? Uh, Because,
1: like, I mean, well, Family Guy gets to make some pretty questionable daytime TV stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with
0: it. Even if it's
2: gone itchy and scratchy. I'll check it out. I think I think it'll probably be good either way. I just hope it's not the fucking Rick and Morty art style.
3: Can
0: yeah, it's kind of tired. It's kind of tired. Yeah. Can we just, as a nation, whatever, <laughs> let's get past that art style. We
1: might have different views on masking, <laughs> on what happened during the Holocaust. Yeah. Uh, so a just... number of things, but can we all agree that that art is terrible? <laughs> it's just, it's
0: fine for one or two shows, but then I feel like every single company streaming service has just copied the shit out of the style um whatever i just don't want it to be in that style and then i'll watch it i'll be happy about it okay uh i think last week we said that knuckles was joining sonic the hedgehog 2 the secret mm-hmm. of sonic to the hedgehog because
1: we talked oh, about knuckles definitely featured at the after credits scene no that's tails oh it had tails at the after credits scene yeah.
0: Well, Knuckles was like a rumor, but apparently Jason Momoa has been offered the role of Knuckles, and that's all
2: right. That's about the toughest guy you can get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a tough ass cartoon character.
0: I mean, unless you're getting like Dave Bautista or something, he's probably too expensive now. Um, Or I guess Jason Momoa is probably really expensive.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, still, that's probably that's a pretty good Knuckles voice. I'll, I'll give them that. I. Guess I'll watch the first one sometime. Maybe not soon, but I'll watch it. Okay, um, this isn't really news. Um, This interview came out the other day and it just kinda struck a chord. David Yates, the director of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first two parts, is set to direct all five parts of Fantastic Beasts.
1: I'm going to really have to watch these fucking movies.
0: I didn't know there were
1: going to be five. I mean... It doesn't surprise me.
0: Series, but
1: Jesus Christ, we need five of these? I never watched any of them, so I couldn't tell you anything about them. I know it's old Hogwarts and old whatever city they're from. <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> how, many, how many books are there? Just one, right? Or I don't, does she have five
0: books? I don't think they're I don't even think Fantasy Beast has a real book. I thought there was one... I think there's a book that's like loosely based on the characters or okay. something, but it's not so it's, actually okay. Fantastic Beasts. Hmm. I know J.K. Rowling does pin the scripts for mm-hmm. these movies. Um, I just I really just didn't know there were gonna be five of them. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I, <laughs> it's like Avatar, where you know they've announced three of them, and I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with that. How are they gonna make four Avatar? But
1: so apparently, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is like a fantasy guidebook that she did actually write, two thousand one. So just like inside jokes and like some oh. of the <clears throat> mythical beasts and creatures and stuff described. Like a fake encyclopedia. Yes.
0: Gotcha. I guess. So. Cool idea. Okay. Uh adam mckay's don't look up was shooting this week and i don't really care about that honestly but then i saw the cast uh this is going to be a netflix disaster comedy and it is going to start the likes of Leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence meryl streep kate blanchett timothy chalamet jonah hill ariana grande matthew perry chris evans tyler perry michael chiklis and ron perlman
1: What's a movie cost a trillion dollars?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: a comedy.
3: That's so much money.
1: Comedies can't cost more than 100 million dollars. It's wrong. I bet this. Well,
2: but you know, you know, some of those some of those actors are like attached, and they're probably in like a scene or two. I can't imagine a
0: lot of
1: big name actors.
2: Like what is it? This is the end where it's just like you just see everyone just fucking die, and then that's it. Like. but that's like a. But it's going to cost a lot of. Comedy
1: disaster movie that, the whole premise is it's like them and their friends. I'm I don't even know how much they paid their friends to feature. They're probably like, hey, we're shooting this thing. You want to be in this scene? You know, we're ho- holding a party at James Franco's house, and after the cameras are gone, we'll just keep the party going. I'm sure they like,
0: pay Channing Tatum a bit, but.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Netflix has the money. I I mean, they're Netflix definitely sh- the money. they're showing us. Definitely, they just like whipped it out. They're like. This is how much money we have. We can do this.
0: Uh, you know what? We had enough news it. for the week. I was going to put this on next week, but whatever. We'll end with this piece of news. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to end its run with its season eight, with its eighth season in 2022. Hmm. Um, very popular NBC show. I never really got it. Um I've seen clips. There are
2: some really good clips. There's some really, really good. They have a couple of really good like cold openings too, which is something I always appreciated. It's a pretty good show. Um, I hate giving cops any credit, even if they're fake cops. <laughs> but, um, what was I? I? I think I so I put this in the news, and I think I saw um the like tweet from the showrunner, and he said that it was like from the beginning they only wanted to do 153 episodes i don't know what that number means but that's like the exact number that they agreed that they wanted to do and whatever the new network is nbc right um yeah they were like hey we should end it at this like 153 episode mark like the next season should be it and they were like oh that's fucking weird that's what we wanted to do anyways so i always i always appreciate when show owners know when to end the show it it kinda did feel like season like six and seven were kinda like, Yeah, okay, like they could either keep going with this show for literally like ever and it's gonna be really bad, or they could just end it when it like kinda started to decay a little bit. I so I'm cool with the ending.
1: I forgot, but for whatever reason talk about it right here, unlocked it for me. There's an episode in New Girl where they go to New York and they do a crossover episode. And the new girl characters interact with the police department. Really? Like Andy yeah. Samberg and all that? Yeah, Andy Sandberg and whoever the chief is, the, like, kind of stern, serious dude. Mm. Oh, what's his name? I, I can't forget the actor's name. That, I heard heard the, name. the actor's name. I can't remember the actor's name. But you know who exactly I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He plays <laughs> yeah. the same character in almost everything, but is this he time he's in a comedic you know? role. Yeah. Um yeah and it has like the really crazy like kind of parks and ret kind of vibes girl they they like all the main cast is there for like mm-hmm. a blip but yeah. yeah i don't know why that just reminded me of that but i mean is clearly i know why but... it's not a bad one um but no it's not that great it's, a, it's not a bad one but give me your
0: top 50 new girl episodes <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have them ranked, unfortunately. <laughs> All so, right, so... Give me still, some time. I'll come back st- next we're week. We're still
2: waiting for Noah's 100 best movies list, Dude, right?
3: Dude,
0: and... I got to 59 and I was stretching. Like, I, I was reaching, man. Some just just give movies... us top 50.
1: Just give us top 50, then. Oh, I can probably do the top 50. So, maybe. top
2: 50 movies from Noah, top 50 new girl episodes from John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was my last piece of news if you want to move on to... um. Next segment. Lanes right,
2: Shindig. Let's start... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up again. Uh, let's start off with John. John, tell us what you did this week.
1: Woo! Um, Music-wise, I literally... I can't stress this enough. Literally did not listen to anything Whoa. outside wow. of one album, which we will discuss in the next segment. Um, but movie-wise, I watched way too much, and same with TV. Uh, so for... Uh, I try to start with uh hbo things um some of the new originals uh but i literally started two of them and then turned them off um one was locked down um which Those, uh, is fucking. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, halfway. yeah yep. uh
1: and i just could not care less and they tried to make it you know feel real and they had like zoom calls and shit going on and oh, I was like it. I was like I don't want my movie to have zoom calls like it's just not good <laughs> and like yeah it's just I, I stopped maybe 20 minutes into it uh, and then I tried to watch irresistible which is uh, fucking Steve Carell plays a political consultant or something out oh, of DC yeah. and they're like looking on the map uh to try to make the democrats win over Wisconsin or some typically republican state and he like tries to get this guy to run for mayor or something who's like a conservative in a conservative town and then like from his mayoral position become like a senator and some the whole thing was ridiculous the whole plot was crazy and yeah it was kind of interesting because the characters were at least like real characters but it got to a point where it could be loosely based. I doubt it's real, real, but the characters just felt real, uh, which is all that mattered. And uh, the plot was so boring, though, that I just didn't care what happened, and so I stopped caring to watch it, and I was like, if I don't care, why am I going to finish it? So I stopped it, and that was I made that one probably halfway through. Um, but as far as things I finished, I, I, I gave up on HBO at that point and switched over <laughs> to a next login and watched uh, Palmer, uh, the new Apple TV Plus original with Justin Timberlake. Just, oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that?
1: Because uh, I, I, I was like, oh, we should watch that for the meme of it, because Justin Timberlake, like, actually surprisingly pretty fucking good. Um, I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing, and it's kind of just like a snappy drama, but moral Stories, story is he's, like, just got out of prison, and you're, like, basically spend the whole movie trying to figure out what exactly happened, and you slowly piece together why he's back from prison, but oh, it's just about bro. him moving moving back home, basically, and he was, like, a former uh, college football player down in, like, Louisiana. Um. So,
3: playbook.
1: Mm, that's a much better movie oh, this okay. is a bit different <laughs> uh, but it's I mean he's got no intrinsic problems with his character other than like maybe some mild alcohol abuse but it's really a story about his character like just reintegrating the life because he's in prison for like 12 years like he did something really bad um, and next door is like a trailer where this fucking like heroin addicted or maybe it's crack mother i think she had track marks though so i'm gonna say it's some kind of iv drug but whatever she's addicted to <laughs> she's she has uh she has a son who's kind of like gender non-conforming and he's like a little boy and they continue to refer to him as him but he like likes dressing up as a princess and all this stuff and so it's like bigoted louisiana and he like starts to defend the kid and wants to adopt him and it's a whole thing but it's actually surprisingly interesting. I was like it was kind of all over the place at first and I was like what is this movie even about? But it's I, it was less about even him even though his character's name is the name of the movie but more just about like living in a little town is how it felt. Um, it's pretty interesting though and I thought it was pretty good. And I rewatched The uh, Lady Bird uh, on we Netflix that last week. Mm, maybe, but I did rewatch <laughs> it again. <laughs> um. Oh fuck. Still good. Oh uh, yeah, it's very good, amazing movie. Um, and then, the Truman Show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have Pretty you, good. Have you seen that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I just oh, started okay. watching movies because I was like, I don't, I can't go to bed. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's all the ones I care to talk about. I thought Palmer was the most interesting one because none of us had watched it. Um yeah that's kind of all i did and oh uh this is us i watched a new episode of this is us because it finally awesome. started back because they have this they have the weird quarantine Contain. time still mm-hmm. and uh they're like releasing like two to three episodes a month like i think this is us is trialing out whatever the fuck that stargate yeah. show is <laughs> that, that <laughs> timeline it's where star they just... battle star is <laughs> Battlestar. is battle star. uh of like eh, we'll just release them as we want and just not really care Personally, as a fan, it feels not so great because I just want the story to keep going. (laughs) But it's nice to remember randomly also that there is an episode. Well,
0: they'll choose how it comes out, okay? They can release whenever, (laughs) whatever that quote was.
1: Yeah. So the fucking episode was pretty good, but it was not worth a literal three-week wait. So are you going to wait
0: nine weeks for it to finish or whatever the math is?
1: I mean... I'm going to continue watching them as they release, but the release schedule is still scuffed. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Noah.
2: Yes. Tell us what you got. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I'll start with the music. Uh, I listened to one new album this week called. Oh, I actually wrote that down. As if it were forever by Anna Wise. She features on TDE tracks such as Absol, Kendrick I think she's on a J-Rock song
1: uh, She's all on, black <laughs> hippie
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean she's on Pimp a Butterfly and Mad, Good Kid, Mad City uh, So I just I clicked her name one day and I think it's from an Absol song, but the album is pretty good, pretty you know not generic, but not really overwhelming in any way, uh, it's R&B for the most part, there's a little experimental, little poppy kind of, but mostly R&B. Um, there's a Denzel Curry song on it, John. Uh, Count my blessing. Uh, that I think you would like. It's better than Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the yeah. newest Denzel Curry song. Way better. Well, technically, than bruh. that one's a
1: Jid song, I believe, because oh, it's it? from Jid's new album. I think that's like the first single that came off of it. So I, I listened to that too, yeah, by the that's way. Promising, promising. Huh? <laughs> that's really promising.
0: That's the first single off Jude's new album. That's I'm pretty okay. sure. Woo. I mean, DiCaprio I...
1: 2 was very underwhelming for me. Like, it had 151 Rum, and it okay. had uh, Ofties with J. Cole, and.
0: I mean, those were pretty good singles.
1: Those were great. Those were great songs. Yeah. But they should have just been singles, and he should have never released that album. And then he had oh. that fucking one that Ansel Elgort was in the video for, and then I lost all respect for Jid. <laughs> I don't
0: remember that video.
1: It's terrible. Uh, okay. it doesn't even make sense. But Jid, for whatever reason, wrote it and was like, "I think Ansel Elgort will be good here," and trash. Okay.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, Anna Wise, good album, not bad. Um... Not the best, but whatever. Uh, for uh, TV, I started and watched an anime called Paranoia Agent. And whereas last week, I said it was a dark anime that I couldn't recommend. This is a dark anime I actually can recommend. Not above other anime, but in case you wanted a weird, unique, um, kind of mind-bending in a way without doing any time travel or anything like that there's nothing like that going on but it's very mind bending because every episode is a different character's perspective and then by the end of the show you're wondering what episodes were real and like just if the whole thing was real at all or if you're still in a character's perspective um it it, the paranoia agent is a great name for it because you're almost (laughs) you're trying to guess who's behind it all but by the end of it you're Almost don't care who's behind it at all. You yeah. just wanna know. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. And it doesn't tell you. It ends by mm. telling you to re watch the show. Just so you know.
1: Before wow. you and what was the name of it one more time?
0: A uh, Paranoia Agent. I would recommend plenty of other anime above it, but this is actually is pretty decent. Uh, it's only thirteen episodes. It's not not a hard watch. It gets pretty dark at the beginning. First three episodes pretty dark. And then I also watched the very first Godzilla movie. Uh, black and white, Japanese, mm-hmm. 1954. Oh, pretty yeah. good. Pretty damn good. The score was awesome. That's one thing that like actually stood out above probably modern movies, is the score was great. It's pretty impressive what they did. Uh, it is hard to watch some of those effects of 1954. Some of them were a little rough but you can look past it. Uh, It's very human-centered. I bet there's only 15 minutes of Godzilla. Maybe 20 minutes of Godzilla. It's very, I mean, incredibly human-centered. Godzilla almost has nothing to do with the plot. Oh, and Godzilla dies at the end. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Godzilla dies at the end of the very first Godzilla. I did not know that. So I guess canonically... All the other Godzillas are different Godzillas than the first one. Because, like, he straight up dies. You see his fucking skeleton.
3: <laughs> oh. So,
0: there's nothing to argue. It's not like he disappears. No, no, no. Skeleton. And then he gets dissolved. Um, I did learn some, uh, some references and homages that the modern Godzilla movies have been making. It didn't make the second one any better. It didn't make King of the Monsters any better. But... <laughs> It is kind of cool. They did pay a really nice homage to the first movie in that, uh, where he goes and tries to supercharge Godzilla. Not sure if you remember that movie at all, John, but whatever. And that's all I did. My
1: uh, week. real quick, I forgot. So, here's my problem about remembering and why I definitely need to write down too is we've been playing so much Mario Party that I discuss yeah. all the things that we're going to talk to <laughs> about this day. So, did I tell you I watched Tiger? the documentary tiger? about tiger woods two oh, parts yeah, like each hour oh, and a half yeah because i did watch that this week too uh that same bender of a night because it's like each it's a two-part thing each one's like an hour and a half or longer like hour 40 um and the first bit is just like about tiger woods and then it ends with like his affair like the big fucking fall like, off of tiger so, uh... and then the second part's all about like the doom and gloom and demise and like what his family was experiencing and what he was experiencing what his ex-wife was experiencing and then like how he's come back and of obviously dollars. Tiger Woods again. Um Millions of dollars. That's what they were experiencing. Yeah, um but it's, it's really 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 good documentary. I would highly recommend. It's long as fuck, obviously, but
2: I'm surprised to hear that. I thought it was thought really well awesome. I I saw some tweets about it that were like it focused too much, and I mean the the scandal is like a very like big thing, and it should be that's talked about in a documentary.
0: I don't care about Tiger Woods.
2: But it's like some someone was like they totally like overlooked like all of his accomplishments. I didn't know if it was true or not because I didn't watch it. But no, bro. Okay. They
1: spent the whole first hour and a half of that movie blowing him as the fucking greatest golfer of all time. Okay. And
2: i might check it out then.
1: Yeah, it, it the it is a majority about golf mm. until the scandal happens because it's a documentary about Tiger and Tiger's whole life was golf up until the scandal and then. Of course, once they dropped the ball of the scandal, they deep-dive, and, like, they had people from, like, the National Enquirer and, like, all those fucking, like, gossip magazines, whatever they're called, Mm -hmm. um, who obviously, like, basically were just stalking him uh, and, like, got all the, you know, good stories out of it and, like, proof. Um, And, yeah, (laughs) the affair wasn't his only affair. There was, like, a whole fucking cover-up scheme by him and his team, like... There's actually some depth there. It's not like, oh, a rich dude cheated on his wife. Like, they all do. It's like, no, Tiger's got some fucking deep-rooted problems and has had them all his life. And so then they, like, re-go back to his past, which you've already seen. Like, you see his whole growing up, and they, like, parts that they had highlight or parts that they had talked about but not highlighted, they now highlight, like, in this new light. And you go, oh, shit. And, you know, it's like people confessing a, just a bunch of shit, basically, like of how they fucked him up. And it's really interesting. Oh, it's okay. you know It's it? pretty good. It's oh, I pretty see. good. I got it. I don't and it, for a documentary, where obviously most of them are kind of like over the shoulder camera from the interviewer's perspective, and all you Talking do is look head. at a dude sitting in a chair.
0: Fucking head. Uh, oh.
1: They have a lot of good film. Because I guess they got like all the rights for like all, a lot of his games and stuff. So like you actually watch like a fair bit of his golfing, you watch a fair bit of his tournament wins, you watch a fair bit of his interviews, you watch a fair bit of like home videos of him practicing when he was literally less than two years old. Like it's crazy. That's it's how you, you gotta get him. <laughs> literally, he, yeah, if you, you wanna make a gotta, if you wanna make a prodigy gotta. he's he stood up and like the first object he ever grabbed, I guess, was a golf club. And like when like when they were good feeding story. him like like two months out of the fucking hospital, uh, or yeah, like two months out of the hospital, he wouldn't eat anywhere except for the garage where his dad was like practicing his golf stroke. So, literally, like every day, and no, they had like footage too, but like every day, he literally just watched his dad like fucking play wow. golf, basically. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So, so then when it, he could f- take his first steps, like it was kind of like, oh yeah. And then you find out more about his dad and shit. Like, there's, the dad clearly wanted Tiger to be really great at something, and golf happened to be something he liked, and so it's like all about this dad and the trauma there. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah, I forgot that I watched it, and it's definitely worth me mentioning and you all watching. You Very good forgot. documentary. <clears throat> so good, he almost forgot. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I'll start with what I listened to. Um, okay. Listen to, so a bunch of singles again through my. I discover weekly one band that I actually listened to a full album of, a punk rock band called Knuckle Puck. Um, That's a good name, yeah, it's pretty good name. Uh, they have is tw- it <laughs> yeah. they have yeah, a twenty twenty yeah. album called twenty twenty or like twenty slash twenty. Um, it's it's fine. It's very, I mean, it's basic punk rock. It kind of, it sounds a lot like Young Culture. So I don't expect...
1: So it's not really punk, it's like pop-punk?
2: Yeah, yeah, more like pop. It's really, really poppy, actually. Um, If I had to, like, I would... I would listen to the album again, and if... uh, I wouldn't really recommend it unless you really like this genre. If I were at, like, a punk rock or a pop-punk-themed party for whatever reason, I would, like, throw it in the playlist to add some music. Um... Uh, a party rock anthem, if you will. Yeah, sure, um, but not. Um, so album was decent. Um, if you're really feeling in the mood for that, check it out. Um, listen to another band. They've only got two songs right now, but they're called Da Twenty Two. Um, I found them. They're kind of again Da Twenty Two. It might be Da Twenty Two. I don't really no, know. No. Um, they are again like pop rock um a little more rock influence than pop um i just say pop because they have like some synths and some you know like poppy instrumentation but it is kind of like what's head. the name of the group d a 22 one word or dot 22 i don't really know um i found them through there's a guy i like to watch on twitch sometimes uh drum he's the drummer for bear tooth the like, post-hardcore band i don't really never really got into bear tooth but i like this guy's a drummer and he was talking about how his brother just started a band. And he started, like, drumming to one of their songs. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I'll check it out. Um,
1: it's a moniker for dead at 22. They abbreviated DA22. Oh, okay. Interesting.
2: What do you
0: I don't. I don't get it. But did <laughs> they get the A? Dead at. Oh,
1: dead, dead, at, two. at oh, dead at 22. Oh, I heard dead 22.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, dead
0: at 22. It's going to be awkward when they hit 23.
1: And they're um, still making music. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they got to die for the culture.
2: Um, the other things I listened to, um, so after Super Bowl, which, I don't know, was that this past Sunday or Sunday ago? Oh, that did happen, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I watched it. Um, watched the halftime performance with The Weekends, and How I realized, uh, it was fine. It was... I mean, I can't – people shit on it. For, they were like, oh, it's never going to be like Bruno Mars. And I'm just happy that there's, like, the biggest sporting event in the world. And for, like, 20 minutes over, so, they decided to throw some music in there. So I am never um, upset about how they go. I'm just happy that it's happening. Um, so I, I checked out The Weeknd's 2020 album, After Hours. Um, pretty good.
0: That came out in
1: 2020?
2: Yeah,
1: damn. That we were recommended crazy. a Portuguese band called Malmorta. Malmorta. Malmorta.
2: Okay. From Hopefully someone in the chat.
1: M A O M O R T A.
2: How to add that. To uh, the and list. all
1: their songs are definitively in Portuguese. Uh, oh yeah, I'm into. Okay. I hope it's someone just like came on randomly and like got I off would know and. That. It, yeah. it, they were just plugging their random yeah. band. Yeah, it's just, it's their bands. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's got forty thousand listeners, though, so good for you if that's your band. I'll check it out. <clears throat> Add it to the list.
2: Uh, other than that, I listened to the Barty Strange album like two or three times again. The one I'm going to recommend, um or not recommend, but my choice for next week. So you guys are going to listen to that as well. um That's about all I listen to. um what I watched, I watched most of the Last Dance. I haven't finished it yet. I'm like episode seven or eight. Um, the Michael Jordan one. The Michael Jordan one. Yeah, really fucking good. um I don't know. Have either of you watched it? I did it. Okay. I mean, scrolled past it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I mean, and Chloe's been watching it too. And I mean, she doesn't. She's not like a basketball fan by really any means, and she enjoys it. It's pretty interesting. Um so that's pretty good and then i watched what the little things the movie um i won't spoil anything i, I mean jar you gotta you're probably gonna watch it right
1: which one sorry the little, the little, things. little things yeah uh i might Tell watch it depending on what you say but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, you 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 give me a general overview no spoilers and then if i'm not gonna watch it you can give me spoilers so it's based on your overview
2: <laughs> it's it's like a two hour long movie and the only time you feel suspense is, like, the last 20 to 30 minutes. The Like, the first hour and a half is, like, we need to find the killer. Like, you have, like, um, the backstory of one of the main characters. But it's, like, showing you in pieces. So, you never, like, you're trying to figure out, like, why did he leave? So, so essentially, he was in, like, L.A.'s police department. And then some big fucking case happened, and he goes up bumfuck NorCal, like to some like weird little county, and he's like, they they just kind of talk about it like, oh, this case really fucked him up. He had to leave, like the force or whatever, and so you like get like bits and pieces of his backstory, and then it, I don't know. So you're like piecing that together. Then they have like the guy that you think is the killer, and they basically just follow him for like an hour and a half, and then. It kind of there's like a moment of suspense really it's like five minutes and then it resolves and then there's like the ending which is not really that fulfilling like i said i said before we went live like it's so crazy to have the like the three big actors attached to this and like like to tell such a boring story i don't know it's just like really kind of bothers me um I, but, I mean, like, all of their performances were pretty good. So, I mean, if, like, Jared Leto was... It just was... didn't
0: strike me as anything I wanted to watch. Seems like something I could get out of another movie.
2: Yeah, definitely. Mm. You could watch... Like, I, I think it would be a really good, like, Law & Order episode. If, if you Take tell that. it in, like, 40 minutes, <laughs> okay. where it's, like, you have to just, like, back-to-back-to-back to back to back all these scenes, it probably would have been an okay episode. But as a two-hour-long movie, you're just, like... I almost turned it off like halfway through, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna like I should probably see it through. Maybe it gets better." Did not really get it better? It didn't. Spoilers. It didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, check it out if you want to, John. I'll spoil it if you don't want to. But
1: I don't want to. You're okay. not telling me.
2: You can spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so no. essentially, the you find out that you know uh, Denzel Washington's character left the force because so so there's a murderer. Who has killed these girls and five years before he killed these other girls and so like it's a case that he was working on and then it he you see like uh, oh my god uh, i mean i'm just like i'm just so flustered just like try to remember scenes from this shitty movie so you see like denzel is in the past he finds the bodies and he's like walking through the woods like trying to find other you know like other evidence and there's a third girl who is alive and she's like running to him to help and he fucking just shoots her (laughs) he like shoots her and kills her and then it shows scenes of like the you know they're like doing like the autopsy or whatever they remove the bullet so basically they're like the the police chief is there and they're like covering up that he shot this girl and then that's why he left and so it's kind of like okay so he just you know killed a girl cold blood just because she was running at him uh he got spooked whatever and so they covered it up he left. Um, and essentially the same thing happens with Raimi's character so they have the guy that they think is the, the killer um, Jared Leto and so the suspenseful thing is that Jared Leto's like alright I'll take you to the body and it turns out he's just like this crime buff who likes to like confess to murders so he gets questioned by the police officers Right, like yeah. he just gets off by it, and so Jared Leto is like driving. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take you to the bodies. It's fine." And so they go. They drive forever. They get to this fucking big dirt field, and he's like, "All right, get to digging." She's right there, and then Ramy the starts. Ramy starts digging, and Jared's like, "Oh, I lied. She's over there." And then, yeah, he just keeps like, kind of like taunting Ramy. Ramy turns around and like kills him because he's just like frustrated, and then uh, like that's kind of (laughs) it. Then it shows like Denzel's character comes up and he's like, don't worry. I killed a bitch before. Didn't mean to, I'm going to help you get away. Like I got away with it. And so he like goes back to Jared's apartment, throws all his shit in like garbage bags, burns it all. They hide the body. And then like, that's how the movie ends. You never find out who like killed the people. It's basically like one cop got away with killing a person. And now he's helping the next generation of cops. Like, Get away they are all killing. crooked, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of what I got from it. And yeah, you never find out who fucking was the murderer. Cool. Um,
0: Maybe you did, man. Maybe you did. You I was crazy. I
2: was expecting it to be like Denzel. Because like, it was like, oh, this really shady backstory. Maybe he's the one that killed all the girls. That's everything. the twist. That would have been fine. Like anybody. Some generic twist would have been better than the cop killed the dude who was innocent, who was just fucking with him. I don't know. Pretty trash. Uh, I,
1: I actually remember another movie I watched for whatever reason the end sentence, <laughs> the end sentence of what you said, and I don't know how it just brought Love Simon into my head. Okay. Cool. But I watched Love Simon too. That's it. That no sad. comment on it. It's great. I love that movie. But
2: okay. That's it. Um, I think that's all I watched as well. So I think we can move on to the Pix.
1: I just need one more one more second just re um okay so we have bill withers just as i am which i don't have the year 70 something 60 something 71 okay 71 and then we have i want to say it was 2009 yeah film summer wars 2009 is what uh google says so
0: weird i don't know. i don't care i thought google told me 10 like yesterday okay Whatever, no. i'll scratch out my parentheses okay i'll scratch it out
1: i think maybe it was released in the u.s in 2010 is what it looks like it says the release date and then 2010 parentheses new york i always scratched it out it
0: came out in 2009
1: but it says 2009 <laughs> on wiki so i assume the anime came out in 2009 oh yeah um is there a preference for where anyone wants to start or shall i pick you pick let's start with, let's start with the album. I have more to say about the movie um, and we'll have Lane's thoughts first oh um, it was
2: it was fine. I mean, there wasn't like a lot to it. It was very like I could imagine like my grandpa doesn't listen to this kind of music, but I could imagine like if I were hanging out with my grandpa he like turned it up. I'd be like all right this is there are very there are way worse things that he could have put on um like there, were like the i think the lyrics were the things that like bother me the most about it like the instrumentation doesn't bother me um like how simple it is you know a lot of times it's just like guitar or whatever um really really simple but like some of the lyrics like the folk like my grandma whatever what was that song? grandma's hands that I don't know. yeah it's like some of the lyrics i'm like just you could have given me some more but i get that like folk music or like whatever you would call this is supposed to be really simple because it's kind of like that's the setting is like you're just like sitting in your rocking chair singing about your grandma or like drinking sweet tea or whatever i don't i don't really know <laughs> yeah. so i like for for what it really? is and for when it came out it's pretty good um
1: and also from from <laughs> just my personal feelings of folk music and not anything specific about this album Folk music typically is very stripped back musically and emphasizes the either A, emotion, or like B, songwriting abilities of the person. Like, most people who are in folk are, like, poets, you know what I mean? And mm. aren't necessarily, you know, trying to do crazy shit musically. Now, there might, there's exceptions to that rule, and I'm sure there's very fine guitar or trumpet or whatever fucking players' music instruments are in folk as a broad category but I think for the most part yeah like if you think of like Bob Dylan right or like even those fucking weird hipster people that Shelby likes to listen to who just like have 600 monthly listeners like it's all just like obscure wordplay and things almost like rap to a certain point like at least modern folk so I don't know it's mostly about the lyrics i Felt like for folk and not necessarily about the music which is like i'm, I'm okay that this music's a bit stripped back and simple like, definitely yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind, even, of, I kind yeah. of i kind of i didn't expect anything more out of it
2: right and so that's my point is like i didn't expect a whole lot and so what i got was really like better than what i didn't expect or like expected i guess uh, so i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, that's I, I guess i was i, I, was, I was surprised totally. by how like good or how much I actually liked it rather than like, I, you know, whatever. No,
0: yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the album, maybe not my favorite album, uh, but I definitely enjoyed with, especially like when he changes it up with Ain't No Sunshine. I think the song after that, where he has, uh, not, not a whole orchestra, but he's got a few string ensemble or whatever you want to call that. A few string instruments playing i really like when he did that and then went to back to simple gospel folk music as you guys were talking about Mm -hmm. um really i just almost i like the emotional aspect of the song or this album it seemed so much just oh this is how bill withers you know wants to present himself whereas all the other albums we've ever listened to have kind of been i don't know not impersonal but it hasn't like struck a chord with. Oh, this is definitely a passion project, you know, definitely super introspective. Um, not to say that makes it a you know an amazing album, but it's still very listenable. I'd say it's only thirty five minutes, I think, mm-hmm. which I prefer that you know thirty five minutes yeah, of an album. That's the, great. This perfect This time.
1: album got so many brownie points for me from like the actual sound or like the the track sequencing and the length like there was no useless notes there was no fucking pandering to musicians of like well we're gonna put like a 30 second intro and a 30 second outro because we really want people to listen to this chord progression that we came up with it's so interesting i'm like eh, that's cool and all but like i want to just hear the fucking song and then i want the song to end (laughs) like uh, i don't need some kinds of weird transitions and there's no fucking skits there's no no filler songs no interludes um and yeah it's short like it's 35 minutes man that I've, I've spent i spent less time like watching an episode of tv like to listen to a whole thing it's actually pretty complex it makes me want to listen to it again cuz yep. you go through it so quick you're like oh i want to go back to that song and of course period the end ain't no sunshine it's the best track on this thing like
0: i don't know there's a no reason dude. why it's so Hope popular me happier. i was really like that just like man that that hurts yeah. <laughs> that
2: song hurts you it hurts your soul yeah that one got me for sure yeah I mean, <laughs> so crazy, again honestly. the
1: emotion's good but just like from a song perspective i thought ain't no sunshine still just better
0: oh well I, I guess i guess but no i mean if we want to talk individually tracks uh i definitely appreciated monon and groaning felt modern in a weird way mm-hmm. does that just mean you uh, the mostly the Like, the first 30 seconds or something. How it was mixed or something. Maybe it's a remaster. probably is a remaster. But it just felt very modern in that intro. Uh, I also enjoyed the Gospel Let It Be cover. Yeah. I think that was fucking sweet, honestly. Uh, Grandma's Hands. It made me think of... uh, What was that? Was that John Bellion, Bellion who did the terrible grandma's... My mom had to be a
1: mom to her grandma. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Ma's, Ma's song or Ma's story? Yeah, this, It had fucking Quincy Jones on it. This made me think... The worst oh. use of Quincy Jones of all time. This was literally like, oh, this is how you do that.
0: You know, this is how you talk about your grandma. <laughs> this <laughs> song, not whatever we got with John Bellion.
1: Dude, uh, but my mom had to be a mom to her mom, dude. Say yeah, that three dude. times
0: fast. Uh, I I enjoyed how cohesive it is i don't want to say samey because i do think there was some diversity in the sounds uh but it's very cohesive um and i mean better off dead was great that last song
3: okay. I,
0: that i loved how it ended with a bang uh, <laughs> literally because i was i was literally just jamming in <laughs> my car about to sing to that you know the last chorus <laughs> and then just boom, oh shit, okay, main's dead, all right. I just, I really appreciate that. I couldn't tell you an album that ended well.
1: Uh, See, I didn't really care about, maybe I just was like, you know, ready to do the next thing, but I thought Better Off Dead started off really well as a song, and then it kind of lost me about halfway through, I kind of got over it. But like, just the little, like it opens up with the little fucking bongos, and then that bass line, I thought it sounded dope, like it sounded crazy, and then it kind of became eh, slightly boring seventies music. And I was "Yeah, okay, you lost me." But teeth around, teeth He
0: blows his brains out in the song. <laughs> I just can't. I really, I can't think of an album ending that will stick with me ever. But this one will probably, you know, if I ever think of a, oh crap, that was a crazy album ending. This will be <laughs> the one I think of now. <laughs> This will be the only one, I think.
2: I appreciate how, like, humble I, – I mean, maybe it's just me imagining him, but, like, with a lot of these songs, it, like, he came across, like, really humble. Like, I was yeah. happy. I was like, I'm glad this guy got an album. Because to my understanding, just from a little bit of reading, he was, like, in the military and decided that he wanted to pursue, uh, like, music as a career. And so he was, like, shopping around some of these songs, and, like, no one was biting – until he wrote ain't no sunshine and that's when they were like oh shit okay <laughs> yeah. and so like i just Literally. imagined this guy i was like man i really want to do music and like i think i could do it really well no one's just going to give me a chance and then they finally do and then like i mean I, I don't know really any of his later stuff other than like one other banger i think that he had right um, Lean on me oh i guess he had lean on me didn't he have never mind um yeah, like I appreciate how like humble he comes across in this album. He was never, like...
0: Yeah, it, it seemed very relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even specifically talking about um, what was it? I, did, I did, It's not on my like positives, so I don't know the track. Uh, I'm her daddy. Mm. Or, I yeah, think that yeah. even though, even though I don't have a daughter who doesn't live with me, and you know has sisters from other fathers, I totally felt, you know, that I could relate to that song even though, you know, obviously it couldn't be further from the truth of my of my experience um, yeah, it's just you know, more of a testament to his songwriting
2: yeah that's pretty big, damn good uh, album if I to pick top three, obviously Ain't No Sunshine number one for me I uh, hope she'll be happier and let it be I don't know if anyone else wants to
0: yeah uh, uh better off dead hope she'll be happier and i actually put grandma's hands just because i didn't want to put ain't no sunshine
1: okay Respect. <laughs> Respect. i just chose two i guess i can put better off dead just because i really did like the intro but ain't no sunshine I'd let it be but those were kind of pandering obviously and no song is that bad there was no, no no there happened. was no bad songs no the yeah. whole album was pretty good overall it's just not music i like that much so i can't give it that high rating
0: See, I, I also enjoy the fact that I think I could take this song into my old, or this album into my old age. You know, if I, you know, heaven forbid, a, heaven forbid, I'm a future f- family. I'm not going to be banging as Easy Gibson. <laughs> Why not, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I, not?
1: I am. <laughs> I
0: just, I, you know, with this, I can at least, you know,
1: no Mozart on Mom's belly. It is to pimp a butterfly right there, <laughs> fostering genius. You need to
0: get him in before he's two, okay? He needs to start rapping before he's two years old.
1: My, uh, the likelihood my kid becomes a rapper is so extraordinarily <laughs> low. I might hate them for it if they decided <laughs> to take it on.
2: I'd give it a six out of ten.
1: Pretty good. I'd give it like a seven and a half. I don't think it deserves higher than that just because it's not music I particularly like, but Deserves a passing grade at least. Pretty damn good, sure. That's not um, right. eight, eight. Summer Wars. Summer uh, we'll Wars. We'll let oh, yeah. Noah start.
0: Yeah. Um, can you start? Because I don't want to be preemptive in my.
2: Yeah, let's let John. No, 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 no.
1: No, John, you start. No, I want, I want, because if I start well, so negative.
0: Yeah, I want. Well, we didn't start negative with this album, so you know we gotta. That's have fine. That's fine. So.
1: so... I need a preface. Of, yeah, I, I, yeah. There are certain things about anime that make me not like anime most of the time. Most of the time what people tell me is good anime is so filled with anime tropes that I don't care. And in this one, uh, especially well, – like, so one of my favorite things about anime and why I really need to watch fucking Food Wars, but like anime food – is like one of the best parts about anime for me. Yeah. It always looks amazing and it's great and food Wars for is one that, is that. <laughs> right, I know, I know, I know. It's why I need to watch it, but I'm so scared I'm not going to like it that it's going to ruin now anime food too.
0: Well, to be fair, it parodies anime. So right,
1: which is why I might like it because the yeah. tropes are going to be spoofed, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, but in this case where it's kind of a semi-serious sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call it exactly, but know future I
0: mean, tech stuff sci-fi? I guess sci-fi well, it's it's not like,
1: yeah it's like not Gundam but it's VR so I was yeah, like I, mean, I guess sci-fi without... soft
0: sci-fi. I have some
1: soft sci-fi yeah. so like not only did they hit all the normal tropes of turning some really boring everyday event or like family task into like some heightened level of super realism and like fucking this is the showdown for the rest of the world and you're oh, like okay, You're yeah, playing yeah. a fucking card game. Okay, that's so cool. And she's like, I pick this card and it like slams down and it's spiraling and stars are shooting out and everyone is yes. like fucking holding their breath in the whole world and I'm like You were just a regular high school girl lying to her family not thirty minutes ago. Nothing has changed <laughs> yeah. about your powers or status. You know? Yeah, no uh, character developed No character developed in my mind. And it was even weirder that she was in love with her uncle. I don't care if it was an adopted uncle. That was just creepy. I mean, they just like, mentioned it once.
2: <laughs> they she mentioned it once, one... but she was kind of yeah, like...
1: Yeah, hmm. she was, one, sucking him off the whole time he was there. <laughs> Two, she invented a friend from high school's well, that was backstory, that backstory to mirror right, the that. uncle. That and then everyone secret. realized it, and they were just, like, teasing her a little bit about it. And, like, the weird protective cousin, I'm sure that exists... But that also felt like weird and like sexual, like. Yeah, I mean, well, they even make a joke about know. like. Yeah, they, yeah, they're you like, know, like, "You're not her boyfriend. Get over it." And yeah. he's like, <laughs> "You're like, wait." Uh, and yet, yeah, like I just, it just felt so unbelievable that because it wasn't fantasy or some real super future. Like, like little things were unbelievable. I don't care though that the Oz Corporation like didn't have the real infrastructure that. No one could hack into it, or that the US military had no idea that the game could have destroyed (laughs) the whole economy of Japan or, you know, launched a fucking satellite out of orbit. Like, all that is definitely unbelievable, but I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for that. But a kid rock, paper, scissoring to, like, go out with, to go on an adventure, he doesn't even know what, with the hottest girl in high school, when you're the awkward recluse, like, that's the kid that wears trench coats in American high schools. He's not getting asked by the hottest girl at the school to go on an adventure, period. And then he's not going to say yes because he's too fucking awkward.
0: I know, okay, this is a – they specifically showed him being awkward and not saying yes. (laughs) He specifically said no first and then changed his mind. But but
1: he wanted to say yes.
0: He said no because he's an awkward kid. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but like – but then he goes anyway, you know, like he finagles his way in yeah I, I I understand it, but I'm just saying it's all so unbelievable. <laughs> and then, like again, one one of the big tropes I hate too is like how over the top all the emotions are. like they can't just let emotions be emotions for the most part. It's always like his face literally turns blue slowly.
0: Oh, that was funny, but like I enjoy that animation because it's not you know, it's anime for a reason, so it's not not realism no. right. So that just that happens to be,
1: be, like. that's just one of the tropes that I dislike because it's so overused. And they used it like three times just for his character. He like went ascendingly red, he went descendingly blue, yeah, and know. then it's just, just the constant fucking whole face blush. And I'm like, it just feels tired, man. Like it feels like they could literally do any – like do that once. Do it twice. Don't do it every scene he's in. Every scene that character had some fucking weird shit going on with his body. Or, like, like, when they do, when, when people are, like, crying excessively and it's, like, literal waterfalls coming out of their eyes and, like, pooling onto the ground. It thankfully did not happen in this movie, but, like, you either go all out in one direction or not. And they definitely hard lined it mid. And, like, the little boy happened to be King Gadzoogadzooga or whatever the fuck his name was and was, like, the best fucking combat fighter in Oz. And I'm just like, oh yeah sure he just happens to be in that house too randomly i'm sure yeah oh i'm He's sure up. we could just randomly get a supercomputer and like also a yacht and also like you know fucking save i was just like i don't i don't even know what the point of it was and i didn't enjoy any of the ride to get there this could have been a math movie and i would have been more excited like if the kid just focused on the japanese math competition thing that he lost and he got second place and that's how it ended i would have been way happier
0: Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll say that this movie is a pretty damn good example of family friendly or light family friendly. Um, Maybe
1: that was my problem too, is that it was like really light and family friendly and didn't go yeah, all out on a lot of the things that I like that's in dark movie. Like
0: nowadays, family friendly just means oh, here's some 3D animation, here's a chase scene, here's some fucking slapstick. Whereas this movie, I actually had re- or saw relatable characters, the whole awkward kid getting introduced to her badass family and the fucking drunk uncle having too much family pride. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, I thought the animation was tight as hell, especially with the intro and the, uh, the Oz commercial to give all mm-hmm. the exposition the exposition dump. I thought the animation was fucking awesome. Uh, whether or when they were doing the Tai Chi and he was doing the practice punches and shit, just that was great to look at. No matter what you say about the movie, I thought the animation was really good. Um, See,
1: I thought once they were in Oz it, that it wasn't good. Oh, and once they're
0: in Oz, it's like pretty, you know, generic action anime. Because
1: it felt I mean, like where, where everything had the white background. Yeah. It made you basically just look at the characters, and all I could see were like how fucking simple and... I don't know, it just felt like dumb. They looked just dumb. Like it felt... Again, it's like video game problems for me probably, but like... Choose your avatar and customize it however you want, and then they've like put on a bag. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like customizing whatever way you want, and in a real video game there's gonna be a fucking breast slider and like those are all turned up like there was no anime titties in this and I wouldn't, not that, I want, them, not that I want them in there, not that I want them in there but it's so unbelievable that the, yeah, but then people one didn't of the fucking, their characters to look dumb as fuck
0: but then one of the fucking first avatars you see is a polar, is a panda bear killer whale <laughs> the fuck like, mm-hmm. this is like the first one you see come across the screen and it's half polar or half panda bear half killer whale Sure. Okay. That, that doesn't even uh, ring a bell.
3: Yeah. <laughs> might be making it up right now. I
0: don't <laughs> uh, know. The, the only thing like I have real uh, gripes about is Nabiske, I think that was his character, the uncle. Yeah, the uncle. I wasn't. His whole outcast role was great. Like it was fine. But the whole oh, let's not give him backstory, and then he's a super genius programmer. That was where I had troubles with. Like where at least. The other two characters in this movie, or sorry, the other two, you know, Phenom characters, the fighting guy and the math kid, at least they gave some background, you know? They showed the fighting character and then revealed, oh, it was him. They showed the him, you know, doing math, and then, oh, guess what? He's a math genius. But Nabisuke, nothing. It was just like, oh, yeah, he made the program. Forgot to tell you.
1: Forgot and to the whole tell time, you. The <laughs> whole time he's, like, weakening its defense, like...
0: Anytime time they use a the computer,
1: the is, um... and you're like, oh my god, is he gonna type it fast enough? And you're like, this is not even fucking, like... It's not even a story, let alone it's not even action. Let alone it's not suspenseful. Like, it, Literally any human being who's ever used a computer has never had that phenomenon. If I just type a little bit faster, I... Oh, okay. I fucking Hold on. super Hold on. And...
0: when the guy is playing as the bunny or the rabbit fighter that's totally how uh, like dungeon fighter online works <laughs> I don't know if you ever played that game I played it you know years ago but it was basically a browser MMO where you played as uh, beat em up characters and that's totally how it felt you were just jamming every fucking key on the keyboard so I kind of related to that in a weird way now, when she was doing it, when they're all on their phones, that's when it was like, Whoa. Mm, that was cringe. Right,
1: and, and they're playing a card game that's turn based. Yeah. Yeah, the climax, the
0: climax was probably my biggest problem with this. Is that, and, yeah, I enjoyed that they, it was a callback to the card game they were playing
1: all the time. I but... also thought that in Ozworld communication was weird. Like, I got the global translation thing that totally makes sense, but like, when they're sitting in their room together talking, but their characters were talking, I didn't get it. Because it seemed as though all the communication was text-based. So if they're talking outside of the video game, why are their characters in the video game talking? And that happened anytime anyone was talking in the house when they go to the girlfriend's house, I was like, it's just weird, these choices that they're making because it, is it trying to make the world feel, feel more real, or is it just because they don't want people to be confused when the mouths aren't
0: moving? I think they're trying to attach the characters to the character, or they're trying to attach each character with themselves. I also loved uh, some of the transitioning in this movie. I'm not sure if that was a huge thing you guys noticed, just but... Just not lap
1: dissolves every time.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about that one, okay? Um... <laughs> No, oh, I mean very specifically. The big one uh, was when uh, Nana died, and then they transitioned to the breastfeeding and stuff. Just like very small thematic transitions like that. I really appreciate.
1: I don't remember breastfeeding at all in this movie. What?
2: Yeah,
0: Nana dies, and then it literally transitions to breastfeeding. Death, life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: remember yep. that at all. It's
2: right when Nana died. Right when she died, literally. The yeah, because you hear, like, the baby crying, and then one of the family members, like, runs out to get the baby, and then it transitions to the... next
0: thing, this baby on her, sucking the teeth. <laughs> is that how breastfeeding works? <laughs> I mean, that's literally what the saying is, so yeah. All
1: right. All right, Lane.
2: Hit us with it. Um, what do you think? Just to, like, piggyback on, like, a couple of things. So, like, John, with, the, like, the emotions... The only thing I don't like about what anime does with like emotions is first off like when a character is like turned on the nose bleeding thing is kind of weird to me. I don't know if there's a reason why that happens.
0: That's listen, that's not a like I don't know the last time I've ever seen that in an anime.
2: Really? I thought I heard <laughs> I, just, I thought that was like a kind of prominent thing. I'm so,
0: sure I'm sure that happens in shonen and stuff, but I've
2: just Good not to hear that it. that doesn't happen a lot cuz like I that's just kind of like i think that happens a lot because i don't watch anime but i was like thinking the whole time i was like oh god it's gonna happen isn't it and then the very like the one of the last scenes she like kisses him on the cheek and just pours out i'm like god i hate that (laughs) and the only other the only other thing like
1: the like i forgot uh, about that i did hate that too
2: yeah like the i agree with noah with like when he like his body like fills up with one color or like like loses all the color like that doesn't bother me i actually it's fine um the only thing i don't like is like if a like for example like a female character is crying i think they focus a little too much on like her breathing i don't know if it's like a i don't know like i i don't know if it's because i just have like good headphones and i hear things (laughs) but like there are a lot of times where it's like really it's almost it's almost like coming across as like sensual breathing when a character is literally just (laughs) doing anything else that's not supposed to be it, it was kind of weird
0: i'll just think you're worried on that one so that's <laughs> that's really funny. it for like the emotional thing so wait, you you watched it with headphones yeah okay so when he was doing the tai chi how cool did that sound was that just me yeah
2: it was pretty cool that was, was some
0: cool. of the best sound i've ever heard
2: of.
1: Yeah.
2: um i also think that the climax was kind of the worst part i think you have the established protagonist and it makes sense that like oh you created this ai that likes to play games So it makes sense to beat it with a game. Maybe it could have been some kind of like coding game where it's like the protagonist is like, I'm going to make a code better than you. And then like, if you can crack it, you win. Or if I crack your code, I win or something. I don't know how that would have worked. I don't know if it would have been better, but like, I don't think that the female character should have been the one that like gets support from the hundred million people. And then she like, yeah like the the scene where it's like the last card is like and like slams down and like i was like uh, i mean i'm just kind of like not intrigued by her character like being the one to kill the thing
0: um yeah i I was kind of i was kind of expecting the to come out with the character or something like that would have been that would have been okay
2: because it's like because it's like he is the one that made it so it makes more sense that he destroys it Or like just have the protagonist do it but for her to be doing it it i was kind of like it doesn't really do it for me um overall i didn't really hate it it was it was a pretty decent uh movie um what i will say what i will say is i like the art style of this anime because it reminds me a lot of I, i have not seen a lot of um anime movies but my favorite is like the old digimon movie and this is That's like this literally
0: what hunter and i said digimon. I don't it's know literally why. The,
2: it's the same way it's like it, I, I didn't even look up like who did the art for this i don't know if they're like similar or, or if they're even the same person
0: might be. you know there's always overlap really um
2: yes yeah, so i don't know if there's overlap there i might look that up later but yeah i really really like the art style of all digimon movie and this like mm, they like hit a because even in like the the, the oz world um yep. It was, like, the same as, like, anytime they were, like, online, like, battling. In digitized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Pretty good. Not bad.
0: Pretty good. Uh, I like it just, I mean, I give it just some points because, you know, I don't think there's a single curse word. There's no
1: nudity. Or, you know? I think it said, I mean. I mean, uh, you know. It said it a damn a couple th- times, I think. Cops but yet, There was bullshit. no fucks. There was no cunts. It was a bullshit. And I think that's. Was there
2: bullshit? Yeah, when the cop guy is, they're in traffic after he arrested the guy. He's ah, like, "Oh, this is I bullshit." It. Yeah, it's like, in "Whoa!"
0: The, it was like, weird seeing real life logos in an anime. Is that just me? I saw the yeah, Mazda like Mazda.
2: Logo. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was a <laughs> Dr said... Pepper too. Yeah, I remember.
0: Well, that was I think R Pepper. I think that was just like alluding oh, really? to Dr Pepper. Yeah, okay. But the Mazda logo was literally... Well,
1: the, the, they they drank uh, Sapporo beer too. Oh, okay. There was a lot of. Yeah, place. so I
0: wonder, I wonder
1: how that actually
0: works in an anime. I wonder. If well, because I think, saying.
1: I think this was a Warner Brothers. Uh, oh, really? anime. No, they no, like on the. It to it. I would assume. I, like I Summer Wars Wiki says, it's a Japanese animated film directed by Mamoru Husada, produced by Madhouse, distributed by Warner Brothers. Oh, okay, distributed, not produced. JK. Okay. Still. Still. There. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, Wayne, what are your suggestions for the week? Uh, the week? I'm
2: picking for my movie, Her. The movie is oh. Her,
1: yeah. I can't wait to watch yeah. a good movie, guaranteed good. Yeah, it's been so I long. I think I'm the
2: only one here that hasn't seen it, so that's fine.
1: Sure. Uh, I haven't watched it since it came out. Was it 2016? 2013? 2014, 13,
2: dude. 13 or 14?
0: Yeah, it was like 14 when I saw it. 2014.
1: I want to say it. me, you and I was say me, you and Tristan, I think I'll watch it together.
0: Very possible.
2: So, um yeah. your album. So, at least be, sir. Yeah. Uh the album is Live Forever by Bartise Strange. You're gonna sell that for me. B A R T E E S. And Strange is in boy, this guy's first name is Strange.
1: Oh, this is the dude you were telling me about, right? Yeah. Is that
0: really the guy's first name? I don't fucking know. It looks <laughs> like it. Okay, well you heard it here first. <laughs> He's such uh... a bar
1: tease dude. He just goes into <laughs> bars and hits on all the fucking bartenders.
0: That see. That's not how I thought it was spelled, honestly. But okay, uh, you heard it from Lane. That was our picks for next week. This has been the 16th episode of Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm No Davis with John Pena and Lane Wellman. We'll see you next week. We're out of here.